Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, and welcome to Saving Lives in Slow Motion. Today, I'd like to talk about exercise. Now many of you are probably wondering why I've not covered this topic already on the podcast and it's because, well, it's it's a bit dull or it can be a bit dull because I think most of us know that exercise is really fundamental to enjoying a good and healthy life. Now it's all well and good saying that and most of us know about the benefits of exercise which I'll post in the show notes because again it can be a bit dull. But why is it that some of us struggle to do it? Why is it that other people are almost addicted to it? And what's the best type? Is there a best type? Well it all depends because we are all different and that is one of the premises of not just personalised medicine, but personalised health in the true sense, you know, in terms of your own body and mind, different things work for different people. So how can you work out what the best type of exercise is for you? Well, first, let's start with the different types of exercise. And the long and short of it is that in in general, and it's very difficult to generalise with health, all exercise is beneficial but it just depends how and when you do it and what type you're doing how what and when remember a really key concept in my book the health fix and actually in the book i describe exercise as movement and posture it's a bit of both isn't it you know whether you're thinking about running or yoga or lifting weights it involves those two things and if we look a bit deeper when it comes to using your muscles, because that's what movement and posture need, there are sort of four things that really resonate with me in terms of what we're doing. One is that you've got to activate your muscles. The second is that you need to stretch them, and then that leads to strengthening them, and then you can just keep on moving. So activate, stretch, strengthen, keep moving. Now we can come on to different types of specific exercises later, which we're all familiar with. And many of you listening to this will have your own routines. You may be a member of a gym or a tennis club or play five-a-side football or go to a yoga class, whatever. But if we start at the beginning of that process in terms of activating your muscles, how do we do that? Well, this is something that is has been a revelation for me and is based on the work of Douglas Heal, who is a physiotherapist from South Africa. 
And I, I had always thought, and I'd always been taught, that the way that you kind of wake your muscles up is by stretching. But there's a step before that. And to really get your muscles going, one of the things that appears to work well is massage. And it's not any ordinary massage, it's a particular type which activates muscles. Now, the two areas that seem to get people going really well. Now, if you you may relate to this. If you're someone who struggles to get out of bed in the morning and you think, or, or you know, sometimes you, you walk up a flight of stairs and you think, wow, my legs feel really heavy and I suddenly feel fatigued at the top of a set of stairs. That shouldn't be the case. Then this will really help you. And it's on page 181 of my book, starting with the upper body leading down to the lower part of your abdomen. And, and the first bit is really just using your fingers either side of your sternum to really make tiny little circles. They're slightly uncomfortable actually. If you press either side of your sternum, it's ever so slightly painful. And then you move down each um, rib, down the edge of your rib cage in that kind of upside down V, the shape that your rib cage makes. And you spend probably about 30 seconds on each spot. So you're, you've got both of your index fingers doing it simultaneously working their way down and then the second part which is in the lower abdomen is that you place um, your four fingers and sort of jab them on either side of your um, belly button probably about three or four centimeters below your belly button to the left and to the right sort of in between your hips and belly button if you draw a diagonal line behind which lies your psoas muscle. You'll never be able to palpate your psoas muscle from the front because it lies at the back. But if you dig in deep and just massage in some circles there for about a minute, again, it can feel a bit uncomfortable. And if you've been advised not to do these kind of things, then don't do it. Do seek professional advice first. But you'll find if you do that, then two things happen. One is that you've activated the muscles in your chest wall and you've also loosened up um, all of the tissues that lie in front of your psoas muscle. And that means that suddenly when you try and stand up from the edge of your bed, it feels a lot easier. You're activated. It's so simple, but just so brilliant as a lot of these things are. Then you can start stretching. And I've, I've noticed this myself. So I've said many times before, I only do about 60% of what's in my own book. And some people just cannot believe that. And, you know, if you if you read the book, you'll see why you don't always have to do everything in it. But And I don't tell people what to do. You've got to work out what works for you. But actually, one of the things I've, I've committed to myself uh, in the last month is I'm going to do um, 20 minutes of yoga every day. And I've managed it so far for about 21 days. And I feel great. But what I've noticed is if I activate myself in the morning, I feel even better and the yoga is much more effective. So whatever you're doing, I, I think what I'm making the case for is that activating yourself early on in the day or just activating yourself full stop, whatever your exercise routine is, whatever your movement and posture is like during your day, that is just a great way to start. I think also, um, depending on how you've been brought up and what your mindset is like regarding exercise, some people 
absolutely love it. Other people find it a chore. And interestingly, when I uh, was young, I, I was really sporty. I wouldn't say, you know, particularly excellent at any sports, but certainly enjoyed them at school, things like squash and tennis and cricket. But the idea of pushing myself, you know, the thing that I dreaded was something like cross country. And I remember thinking, oh, it's torturous. Whereas some of my friends just loved running and they wanted to beat themselves, you know, in terms of their personal bests and, and the like. And I was always good at sprints, you know, like 100 metres or 200 metres, but never anything longer than that. And to this day, I still have friends who do triathlons or 10k runs. And I don't particularly enjoy that kind of exercise in inverted commas. But that's okay, because there are other things that I do like. For example, yoga, which I sometimes malign because when people ask me about well-being and health, I always go, hey, it's not about yoga and kale. And I always say that, but but that's because some people think it is it is all about that. But um, And yoga for me works because it, 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 it actually does most of the different types of exercise in one discipline, a bit like swimming. In fact, swimming's probably arguably better because you're going to be stressing your cardiovascular system more in a good way. And the four types of exercise are flexibility, strength, balance, and endurance. And, and I guess yoga isn't really about endurance unless you're doing it for a, you know, solidly for hours. And if you've never done it, then holding certain positions is exhausting. It's really tough and you start to sweat and suddenly your breathing becomes faster because it's taking up so much energy. But out of those, um, there is there is this thing in everything in life. There's a, there's a, a balance between ability or talent and hard work or grit. And of course, mindset. So I'd sort of grown up dreading anything resembling long distance running so I sort of had a mental block about it so I was never going to find it pleasurable whereas anything that works in short bursts really appealed to me and still to this day at work if you ask anyone I tend to bomb around the building I always sort of run up the stairs taking them two by two while I'm on that sorry I want to mention something called NEAT so NEAT is non-exercise activity thermogenesis and essentially this is how you burn calories by doing exercise that doesn't appear to be exercise. So the, the, the people that can't sit still in inverted commas or you know jiggle their legs while they're sitting at a desk. And incredibly you can burn almost up to a quarter of your calories just through this phenomenon called NEAT. I um, just thought I'd mention that because I think I'm probably someone that has quite a high uh, natural amount of, of NEAT. There are ways of increasing this. You know, one of the most effective ones, I think, in terms of what's written about this type of movement or exercise is activating your soleus muscle. So basically tiptoeing on your calves. And, you know, metabolically, soleus push-ups, you know, have been shown to boost metabolism and actually help blood glucose control. Some people would argue that's not neat and it's actually a, a proper exercise, but it's not a million miles from jiggling your legs up and down. So one of the conversations I have, actually less so nowadays because we've got 
health coaching in primary care and so often a health coach will have this conversation more often now are people who've never really exercised it's just not been something that's on their radar and I understand you know it just depends on what you're exposed to when you're growing up and I guess the first thing to say is that if you are walking for example um, anywhere then you're exercising Uh, Walking, in fact, is one of the most effective forms of exercise, brisk walking particularly. uh, If you can do about half an hour a day, you will do yourself a lot of good. Um, Even if you're doing tiny bits of exercise every day. So just getting up from your seat, if you have a sedentary job every 10 minutes and moving around, gives you enormous benefits in terms of your cardiovascular system and your metabolic state in terms of your blood sugar control for example and I love this concept of pacing just doing a little bit more than you did before um well that rhymes doesn't it but you know just literally going a little bit further on your walk each time you do it even if it's by a yard or something and that way you're stretching yourself and increasing your exercise tolerance Now, at the beginning of this episode, I I talked about the different types of exercise and which is right for you. Now, I think I found the right one for me when it comes to yoga. It's not the only kind of exercise I do, but it's definitely my most preferred one. It hits so many bases for me. It's a mind and body workout. But in terms of doing the wrong kind of exercise for someone, I'll just give you an example. So if you're someone who's very highly strung, extremely stressed and you just do very high intensity cardiovascular type exercise that's probably not going to be doing you much good and you will be at risk of putting your blood pressure up and having a stroke if you do it too often everything needs a counterbalance and actually that kind of person would definitely benefit from doing something slower something more like yoga in a way and definitely needs to learn how to relax you know and thinking about breathing and other practices meditation mindfulness whatever you want to call them so although I kind of say look all exercise is good it does depend sometimes um, and you can do the wrong type and I've heard stories of people bursting blood vessels in their eye because they're holding their breath too much doing certain types of weightlifting and the like so you've got to take good advice if you're going to do something very specific and in terms of where and how and who you're doing exercise with many people love doing it in a group parkrun great example or in fact with yoga I used to go to a yoga class and I really enjoyed that because there's something about doing something in a group where you don't want to let other people down and although you're absolutely dying on your feet trying to hold a particular stretch the fact that everyone else is doing it kind of makes you do it with more vigor and I find when I'm doing it on my own at home it's not quite as effective so doing it with other people always a great idea especially if you're struggling to get started and finally in terms of why it's really important to do some exercise well apart from the benefits to your cardiovascular system and preventing things like heart disease and diabetes one of the things that 
is absolutely under-recognized, I think, is something called sarcopenia. And this is muscle wasting as we age. And one of the things I used to notice about my parents, actually, when I was coming back periodically from university or, um, you know, just visiting at weekends and stuff, um, throughout the last sort of 30 years, is just this, how difficult it was for them to get out of a chair or a sofa. And I was thinking, wow, that's that's weird. That looked like a real struggle. And actually, you know, on a serious note, if you're someone who's elderly and, for example, you're in a hospital bed for a week uh, where you've not been using the muscles that you use every day to walk, it's a bit like being in space. Once you start to try and go back to some sort of normal routine, it's very, very difficult because your muscles have already started to waste. I don't want to get you know morbid about it, but it's it's that in itself is a reason to make sure that you are you know as fit as you can be. Wow, that that episode has really raced by. Listen, I, I didn't mention all the obvious things that most of us know about exercise. I'm going to put them in the show notes anyway in terms of guidelines. But the reality is it's totally individual to you. Do what you like and then build on it. Make it fun. And, you know, some people just need other people to tell them what to do. You know, they get a personal trainer to work with them. And a really good PT will understand you and what works well for you. Okay, so that was exercise. Um, Listen, I hope that was helpful and made you think maybe a little bit about your own habits and your your own routine and what you can incorporate easily. If you want content like this and you're interested, don't forget my book The Health Fix, which came out in January, is still bounding around in the charts on Amazon. There's a load of stuff like this in there and a few hacks at the back, if you will. In the meantime, do stay well, take care, look after yourselves and do drop me some episode suggestions I I am looking at them all it's just a case of fitting them in bye for now catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 